And welcome once again to the Lift Off, the Indie Music Podcast. I am your host, D-Ray, the producer. And every now and then it comes a point where you just don't feel like flying solo. So as of today, I have a co-host that's going to rock with me today. None other than Miss Sunshine. What's going on, Queen? How are you doing today? I am great, great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. See, you're not slick because you're here to make sure that I behave because of who we who we're interviewing today. So just know that I see through your game. Hey, ain't no game. I told you what it was. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not messing with you today, Sunshine. So we are honored to have you I'm in our presence today. Ready for you. You yeah, already, I know. I you know. know it. <laughs> and you and look, and you know that I'm operating at like 70% energy. So <laughs> you know what it is. You just you just go ahead and get me when I'm down. You just wait till I'm back to about 90%. But anyway, <laughs> um, we have uh an exciting uh individual that we're interviewing today. Uh he's someone that I you know first hear listening to his music, I was like, okay, he's got the potential to make some some moves in the gospel industry and we're honored to have him. We're going to talk a little bit about the music, the business, and the ministry. We have, are you ready, Sunshine? You ready to bring our, you ready to bring our person on? And see, and I didn't even bring up football one time. You see how I did? You see how I'm doing? That's fine. I could care less. I told you. I'm yeah, ready I for this. <laughs> Yeah, see, I, I knew I shouldn't have did this. Anyway, <laughs> none other, we're bringing on none other than our new friend, Mr. Thomas Ware. Thomas Ware, welcome to the liftoff. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. How y'all doing? Good. We are good. We are good. Good. Uh, happy to meet you. Happy to talk about music with you. So do us all a favor. Uh, tell us where you're from and how long have you been in the music industry? Absolutely. I'm from uh, Groveland, Florida, which is right at the borderline of Orlando, about 30 minutes away. Um, I've been doing music for over, I would say, over 20 years. Um, doing music, uh, producing, uh, writing, and singing. Okay. So what was it that that drew you into this crazy business of the music industry? Well, actually, you know, the industry portion of it was almost inevitable. I began writing at the age of eight. Um, I grew up in a musical family, um, you know, so basically uh, it was almost like predestined for me. Um, like, you know, as a child, we in our living room, we had full-size pianos, a drum set, guitars, a whole nine, and all of us pretty much uh, banged on the piano or learned how to play one of those instruments. Yeah. So that's how I basically got the whole whirlwind of going off into the industry it was just basically just that next step to be, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I, I had a passion for uh, just being on, once I tasted the stage and, and, uh, and, and uh, the, the, the reaction of the crowd in my younger age, it was like, man, it was a feeling you never had before. And then, you know, you really get a chance to see how the gift is appreciated. Mm -hmm. And that kind of just propels you to be even more so saturated inside of the industry itself. Absolutely. So so if I heard, heard you correctly, you come from a musical family. Is that yes. what we're saying? 
So yeah. are, are any of your other family members involved in your particular career or do they have careers of their own? No, not not so much. Um, I'm probably the only one that continued within music. Uh, mm. I mean, well, not really. I have a brother, but he does not do his personal music. He is actually a Michael Jackson impersonator, and he travels across the world doing Michael Jackson, um, like all over the place. So um, he still sticks. Yeah, yeah, he sticks to his um, his music. Uh, but for me, I was the only one that stuck to like more of a. Um, uh, uh, my own writing for me, you know what I'm saying, and performance as personal as a personal artist, yeah. So, um, but other than that, I, I think the rest of them just kind of got burned out with music, probably, yeah. You know, it truly is a calling because it's it's so tedious, especially when you do and you have to wear so many hats that you right. really you really gotta want to be in this business to be in this business. Right, know? right, right, absolutely. So, so I think. It, mm -hmm. Go ahead. And I, I was just gonna say that I, I think for me, you said a, a key word for me is like when you have a calling. Uh, I just really believe that the gift of music has so much of an impact on our community and inside of our culture um, that I have like a, a certain amount. You know, when you have a certain moral standard uh, that can help our culture and and our our community, um, I feel like I have a certain. Uh, I guess you could say like a. Um, uh, not just a calling to it, but a responsibility um, mm -hmm. to use the gift uh, the best that you can to try to curve, you know, the negative uh, mm -hmm. atmosphere that's, that's involved with the industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Sunshine, do you have any questions before we play this first song? Well, I was going to say, but he already took it away because I was like, you know, I grew up in the era of when you think about families that are in music, then when it's dealing with the gospel, you know, the Winans family. You know, right. they was big. Everybody, mama, daddy, the, the cousins, the nieces, and everybody. But now it's just you holding the torch. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so, so just, uh, just to say, you know, so basically, in my growing up, I started in church, but I left. So, um, so I was, I was rapping for the majority of my time period. I was rapping. So I was on the stage of the likes with, uh, on tours and stuff like with Outkast, uh, Ja Rule, Eve, and all of those guys and got an opportunity to see a lot of the background of the music industry itself in, in different lights before I actually crossed back over to, um, the side of uh, ministry of music, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, but the wine ends was still one of those pieces, uh, that, that was, uh, active you know what i'm saying that was just a cornerstone in the, uh i guess the gospel arena at that time for sure yeah so since since veep and, and rock ain't on here i guess i'm the elder statesman of this podcast so <laughs> that's a, that's a always shots, well, i always mean no but i mean i'm just saying because you know they old <laughs> They old as Old Testament, and I'm in, I'm at least New Testament. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, yeah. Veep owed Moses a couple of dollars, right? Oh my goodness! So, but, so, but, but at the end of the day, before we get into this first song, we're gonna pick who were some of your earlier influences. I know for me, one of the first two gospel songs, or Christian, I guess you could say, that I fell in love with. Sound of Blackness and commissioned number seven that that had Secret Place and that had uh, King of Glory and Hold Me. So 
So what were the first two or what was the first musical influences in your life that you could say, okay, I listen to that. This is what I want to do. So here goes the, the really weird thing about me. My parents were old enough to be the average kid my age, grandparents. So I did not grow up on that era. I grew up listening to their music, uh, their era of music. So I grew up on the Sam Cooke, um, uh, the quartet bands like uh, the Gospel Keynotes, Mighty Clouds of Joy, you know what I'm saying, my Elliot Jackson's. Those are the records that I grew up on, and then outside of that, the James Brown records and stuff like that that I got a chance to listen to a lot. Um, so, I mean, that's why I did. But then when when commission came, now, let me give you your props now. When commissions came, it was like a breath of fresh air. It's like, wow, like this, 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 like more for, you know what I'm saying, for us. Like, you know what I mean? This for the culture. So at that time, it was like, you know, really the um, – that 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 number seven album was dope. I have to say that that was dope. Um, so them and the wine ends, um, those guys really held it down. So I yeah, BB and CC, those guys. I mean, you you couldn't get off their music. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, you you need to ask Veep about your parents because I'm pretty sure he graduated high school with them. So anyway. <laughs> um, Oh man! Well, he's gonna get you when he listens back. So anyway, before I get into more trouble, we're gonna go ahead and get this started. And I'm just gonna grab one of these, and I'm not gonna give you the title. I'm not gonna set it up. We're just gonna play one, and then we'll talk about it after it's done. All right? Okay. Thomas Ware here on the liftoff. Let's go. Right about now, all over this building, I just want you to lift your hands right now and worship. Just think about all the things that you're gonna be. Think about all the things that you wanna be. I just want you to just prophesy over yourself right now and say, I am a conqueror. Because there's a conqueror that lives inside of everyone. Listen. I'm blessed. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed coming in. I'm the head and not the, tail. The, and not the tail. Oh, I refuse not, I to, refuse win. not to win. See, I believe what you say. I can do all things. There's nothing greater than what's inside of me. Oh. There's a conqueror in me. Prophesy over yourself and just say it with me. Say, I am. And no matter what the enemy says, I'll do. Say. Oh, no matter what it looks like.
second and believe it. Say it to your neighbor. Say it to your family. Say it to your friends. There's a conqueror in me. There's a conqueror in you. Wow, so let's talk about that. That is I Am a Conqueror with Thomas Ware. Um, yeah. Before we before we get into it, I'm going to go ahead and get at an A because that's that's one of those tracks that could live on gospel radio forever. Um, yeah, Sunshine, what do you think? I'm going to give it an A. Um, Thomas, how old are you? How old am I? Yes. Can I ask the question how old I look first? No, you can't answer a question. Come on, question. come on, say it, say it. No, say no, because there's a reason why I'm asking I'm your actually, age. I'm actually, no, I'm actually 48. 48, I'm 48. okay, so, yeah. okay, so uh -huh. we're six years apart. So you okay. are, I just, D-Ray and tell you, I have a way when I critique, uh -huh. I, it puts me in a mind state of who I see you in the company of. So okay. this is why I asked your age. So you are our errors, Donald Lawrence. Ah, oh, I can see that. Because Donald Lawrence is 62 years old right now. Yeah. And yeah, immediately, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I like this. But I'm going to tell you, um, um, when you hit that note, I said, no, nah, he definitely not Donald. He got his, <laughs> he got his phone you, I don't know if you saw my face. When you hit that note, I said, oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, you, you if you had to stand with him, you could hold your own ground. That's basically yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got great. you. I got That's you. I appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about that track. Uh, who wrote it, who produced it, and everybody in the video. Yeah, so so uh, I wrote the song. Um, now that song is it's actually one of the, the first, one of the first gospel songs that I actually wrote and recorded. Um, so that um, that song I had was produced by um, a couple of brothers. Um, now y'all gonna make me forget some of these names. Stefani uh, was one was the pianist. Um, uh, my boy Alvarez is on the guitar, and um, there was another young man um, who did drums pr production for the song. Um, Man, I almost want to forget his forget his name. It's been so long ago when we did this song. Um, uh, I can't forget, I can't remember his name right off the top. But and then the people in the background, those are mostly all singers. Um, my wife is in that. Um, she's one of the young one of the ladies there that uh, was like the first face you saw when the video first came on. Um, and then um, the rest of the guys I have Cameron, Tiffany, and um, Hector, and. Um, I forgot the other lady's name that was there singing that day in the video. But, yeah, so that was a lot of the team for the praise team back in the time and when we first really got started. Um, so um, since then, a lot of my music gravitated from um, it gravitated from the more of the praise and worship to more of the more solo singer style ballads and things of that nature because and um, I just want to share it with you. Uh, the reason why I did that is because I saw a trend in gospel music where the women were singers and most of the men only talked on records. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm a singer, so I don't, I don't like, you know what I'm saying? Like the talking thing I did just kind of getting in, you know, you do what's happening at first, you know what I'm saying? But then it's like, but it's like, that's really wasn't where my heart was at. That wasn't where my heart was at. So now a lot of the music that I do is mainly uh, more of the vocal uh, stuff of ballads and things of that nature. Okay. So starting off, what was some of the challenges that you faced stepping into this business, stepping into gospel? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I know that look. <laughs> I know that look because I've been there. So, I, yeah. So we'll, this, this <laughs> will be nice because you know I got that other side of me, but we'll hey. be nice this time. Hey, so okay. what were some of the challenges that you faced getting into this business? Uh, I want to say this the best way I can say it without crushing the whole industry of gospel. Um, I would say that uh, coming in, I had a different perception, uh, or should I say a different thought process of what it would be like coming into the gospel arena. Um, so leaving the arena of rap music and being in every setting you could name concert-wise, dealing with people of different attitudes and different character, um, I came into the gospel arena only to realize that it was going to be much tougher than what I thought it was going to be, whereas I thought it would be more of a uh, inviting arena. It's very competitive. I say more competitive than the secular industry um it's a lot of it's a lot more clicks involved and people that have a lot of characteristics that are more concerned with self and pride the, the pride that they have uh of being the best in competitive nature and they really don't it's, it's just not it, it was it was a difficult road to come into and then you meet the people who represent like a lot of the uh people that represent uh artists as far as artist management artist um uh publicists uh so-called gospel publicists and things of that nature where you get an opportunity to realize that a lot of that was fugazi like to the utmost so um don't deliver and a lot of stuff like that and it's just like it's it, it was really a lot it's a lot it, 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 it almost made me want to go back to the um secular arena and so but i'll never forget i was told I, I did a concert um a concert at um dr jamal bryant's church um it was a huge concert we did there and a lady came up to me afterwards an old lady and she pulled me to the side and she said, I need you to know something. I mean, it was a really great turnout for the concert and people really were receptive to what I did. But she told me, she said, no matter what you do, don't change you. Your style that you sing and what you do, don't change it. She said, no matter what you do, they might not get it fully what you're doing yet, but you have a style and a sound that can be great. And she told me that, and it stuck with me. It really did stick with me because the way she said it. You know how sometimes you can talk to somebody and they say some things that, like, you know, it's just people talking. But then it's some people that say things and you just kind of get it. Like, wow, yes. wait a minute. That was a message. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So I'm glad I listened to her, and that stuck with me. So, I mean, now the gospel arena, I can handle this a lot better now. 
um, because I was able to stop looking at it from a lens of um, what I believe a Christian should be like. Should be like, yeah. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. 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 I began to look at it like, okay, I'm going to handle this from a Christian perspective, but I'm going to look at it like business, period. Like, you know, as any other business platform that I'm in. Yeah. You know, the, the funny thing is, is when you get into the business, you do have this preconceived notion of what you think Christianity should be like and has that as that relates to business, as that relates to ministry. And then you, you in a way, you get your heart broke a little bit, but then you start realizing that it makes more sense that any type of music that can free people would have more demonic attacks in it anyway. There you go. There you go. And you know what I mean? And go. so once you get your head wrapped around that, and then you start recognizing that my lane is my lane. I can only right. be the best D-Ray, the producer that I can be. So I'm not in any competition with a Fred Hammond or with any other, you know, Kirk Franklin, any other gospel producer. I do what I do, right? Right. And so once right. you have that identity, then you realize that I'm not chasing any and anybody else. So we'll go ahead and call that the Holy Spirit that pulled you to the side and said, yeah, you, yeah, be yeah, you. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. be true, you know what I mean? For sure, and for sure. So um, before we get too too far deep into this conversation, I'm going to play one more of your tracks. And, and we're just going to go from here because I'm enjoying your music and I'm enjoying the person that we're interviewing. On the liftoff today, we have Thomas Ware, and this is track number two. You ready, Miss Sunshine? There he is. All right, let's go.
All right, that was Thomas Ware with this hope. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and do something that I normally don't do on the liftoff. I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and suspend the rating system because apparently, you know, we already we got straight A's here. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got straight A's. So, tell us a little bit, Sunshine. What did you think about that song before I go into this? I know you saw me in the background. I was. When when did you um make this song? Like, right. how long ago was this? So okay, so these songs goes about the same time frame with the other song that you played. That has been about how long was that? That's about at least four, four years, about four, four years ago, maybe. Years. Um, yeah, about four years ago. Um, so. If you're if you're grabbing that off of like YouTube, there the new records are there like Love Me to Death, and then I just did the Christmas releases that just came out Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, they're killing the charts right now, but um, though that does okay. So again, remember, remember when I said I came in and I started doing music that was more along the lines of what was happening. What was you happening know what I mean? around that time? Yeah, yeah. So so it was like um, so. Again, that was a choir song feel that uh, really had that. If you think about it, you'll think about the Hezekiah feel. Um, I was just music. about to say that. That's why I asked. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that was like the Hezekiah feel of music, and that, and that actually was a little bit before, late, much later actually than the other. The other one was much further back, but that one right there was like around the same time when Hezekiah's last heavy run was going. So, again, I was trying to fit into that music industry, like, man, where do I, where's my place? Where's my place? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, again, it's like, I'm like, I kind of had to uh, retract and, like, say, you know, that's still not me, me. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so you can tell, as you can tell, so you guys gave me these A ratings, you can tell what you're listening to more than anything else is the songwriter in me. So, mm. like, so I can write any style of music. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. pertaining mm-hmm. to fitting into there. But I still wasn't as comfortable as what I wanted to be is for me, like my. Yeah, it wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't your identity. Yeah. It was right. it was you, exactly. but it wasn't all like all just you. Like it's yeah. it, like you had some of the influences while you were putting you out there but now you're at the point where it's like okay the influences are there but this is all me right there we go that exactly you said it perfect absolutely don't be giving her compliments on my podcast then (laughs) then i I won't be able listen here see what you're doing doing to me man what you doing well (laughs) anyway and just so because i definitely understand what you're saying about the differences and then you know one word that you did not mention is that there's a lot of egos oh wow so okay so funny story <laughs> i have plenty of them but one that stuck out to me more than anything i won't say any names mm-hmm. um um but you can tell me uh, in the background in a private chat or something i'll tell y'all <laughs> the names later i'll tell you the names later but so it was a very popular at that concert I did at the Dr. Jamal's, it was a huge concert. It was uh, pertaining to uh, movie industry, and so there were several artists that were uh, there headlining together. It was one secular artist and one gospel artist, basically. Um, so 
I was supposed to open for them. And I was this new guy on the block. Nobody knew my name, but I was invited by a good friend, uh, uh, Lisa Wu. She invited us up uh, through my um, my uh, friend, Richard Brown. So it was like, okay, so we came, we came up from Florida. And <laughs> we came up from Florida. We, we had to open. It was my turn to go on the stage. And I went on and I performed two songs, I believe it was, before they came on. And it was like, at first, I was looked at like, okay, it's the opening act. As a matter of fact, the, the uh, Griff from um, Mary Mary introduced me, and he made a joke when he introduced me. He said, oh, I got this guy, Thomas, from way from somewhere in Florida. So he made the joke like, come on up and do what you do. You know what I'm saying? And, and so the, the main act can come on, basically. So I came up, bro, and I started with an up-tempo song. The crowd were on, the, everybody got on their feet. The phones were on, lights was on, recording. And then I stopped that and went into a ballad, a big ballad song. So they heard me with this up-tempo feel. Then out of nowhere, here comes a voice. Like, wow, this dude can sing for real. So I sung the song, and everybody was on their feet at the end of that song, screaming. Like, wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was overwhelming for the crowd. And... When they came out to perform after me, they didn't even open with a secondary song. They had to perform their best song immediately. That's and how they, you're doing. They were in like sweat drops, like trying no. to get the crowd back active, and the crowd was not as active. You know, what I mean? it just didn't. It was like, wow, this dude came in and clean house. So when I left, the the uh, Griff came back on stage, and he was like, wow. He was like, wow. He even came over and did a selfie with me. He came over and asked for a picture with me. And he was like, wow, man, you ripped it. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. And everybody was giving me these big accolades on it. But it was funny because it was like, I just came up and did ministry because I don't really come up and do it for show. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's what but, the anointing. That's, when, yeah. that's what a lot of folks in yeah. the gospel industry is not operating with. Right. Right, and that's why all the trials that go between that because you know, when they refer to you know, music of the world, I don't like to call it secular, right? Because right. There, there are more than we'd like to admit that there are supposed Christian artists that act more self secular through their gospel music than Absolute. those of the, of the world. So, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and and they didn't even talk to me afterwards. Like they talked to me before, but oh, after the concert, they wouldn't even talk to me. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that followed me like several of the people that they're they're involved with because they are really intermingled together. It was like you could tell that they had been talking, and it was try. It was a lot of blocking going on after mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but thank God, man. God really did. He gave me some connections outside of the connections outside of the circles that was more influential than what even what their connections could have done for me anyway so yeah yeah but yeah man the egos are there man too much too much a lot of ego less talent i had the experience and the pleasure i don't know if you know of eric robinson but i grew up singing with him in the choir as a child in the church and our director was now Reverend Alvin Darling of the Celebration Choir. And being up under him, 
and my aunts and my cousins sang in the celebration choir so they went on tour with him and for him to be that big the bobby um gospel jones show everything on bet all that yeah but when yeah. he came to us it was just like you know we were equal ground like i never experienced the ego from him no type of so when you get older and you start to have those experiences it, it sits you back like wow you tell us yeah. this is how we're supposed to be and how we should but yet y'all not even doing that right absolutely absolutely it's so true it's so true yeah you kind of just look at people a different way and it's like you have this perception and you look at them like, wow, I'm glad that like, these are good men and women of God because of, and you can get it misconstrued because they have great music or they, they have certain, uh, uh, their music has reached a certain level. But then when you meet them in person, a lot of times you don't get the same spirit that the mm -hmm. song says that they have. You know what I mean? So, sure. you know, it kind of really does make you look, look at God more than you look at, um, look at the man. A lot yeah. of, you know what I mean, when you're yes. dealing with people, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So here we are. We're at the bottom of the hour. We're going to do our Blast Artist Spotlight. We have, uh, for those, for the uninitiated, Blast Music 247 is a platform for independent artists, spoken word artists, even stand-up comedians. And our Blast Artist Spotlight today is the Divine Favorite Project featuring Meek with Live and Not Die, which also features... Uh, Christian hip hop artist, Quiet Storm. Let's go. Still 
because I'm free to deed. When Christ shed his bleed, oh, I mean his blood. I'm alive with him. I bear fruit from above. If I had wings like a dove, y'all would see me fly. But I'm rooted and grounded in the world. There's no lie. I bundle and supply. Walking in the light. Getting my daily bread like whole wheat and white. Never losing sight because I'm walking by faith. Exercising godliness for running my race. Getting all close to something that I can't afford because I live to proclaim the worst of the Lord. said I wouldn't make it. Said I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't amount to anything, anything, anything. So no matter what people say, gonna love you anyway. And I shall live and not, live and not die, die, die. And that was the Divine Favor Project featuring Meek and Quiet Storm with Live and Not Die. If you are an independent artist, spoken word artist, or even a stand-up comedian, ready to get your art out to the community, go to BlastMusic247.com, fill out a free profile, and let's get your art out there. BlastMusic247.com, changing the industry one artist at a time. And we have a special guest host. Hey! Hello, this, how are you? This my niece. She likes to pop up during my podcast. So she okay. saw me over there. So she was like. <laughs> well, we got a future superstar okay. in the making. Say, yep. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, All right, Tom, so okay, Thomas, let me ask you this, brother. Um, deep curveball question coming. So you ready? Yep. Are you a gospel recording artist? Or are you a recording artist who happens to just be Christian? I like that question. I actually just addressed that the other day on a talk. Um, I do not like to use the term gospel artist. Uh, and the reason why I don't use the term gospel artist is because gospel puts you in such a small box when it comes to uh, the industry. You know what I'm saying? And when you realize that the gospel industry is really to no effect, on the world you really start to realize wow. that that title is not a good title to have mm -hmm. um it's better for you to be a believer that is a partaker of the gospel and the grace of god and that your lifestyle and your moral character adds up to what christianity's belief is um, and that then my message can reach people on a greater level because they're not bombarded by that title, the gospel artist, which automatically puts you in a place to say you're so holy that your message is only suitable for some people. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I would like to be able to have my gates open to where I can reach people in any walk of life, wherever they are, with the gospel message. And so that's the reason why I do not use the title gospel artist. I'm going to tell you something. The difference is, is that you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
nowhere, because you know me, D-Ray, and you know where I'm going with this. I do. Christianity is a man-made term. Mm-hmm. You either feel with the Holy Spirit or you're not. Right. So you reach people because you are filled with the Holy Spirit. So regardless of what label people may try to put on you, it's not going to put you in a box because when you feel with the Holy Spirit, there's no walls, no bounds that can stop. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, years and years ago when I got saved, um, one of the first questions that I asked God was like, okay, what do I do with my music? What do I do with, because I knew a lot of people that would get saved and they would throw all of their records away. They would go throw all of their jazz records. They would throw all their Motown stuff away. And they would say, I'm only going to listen to gospel now, right? And so the first thing that I asked was, what do I do with this music question that's in me? And the Holy Spirit came back and said, there really is no secular or non-secular. What it really is, is right and is wrong. Right. It's light and it's dark because at the end of the day, you can have a song that says I'm coming up on the rough side of the mountain and that ain't scripture at all. Right. Right? That's not that's not based biblically based. But because it sounds like what man has deemed a gospel record to sound like, it's called gospel. But, you know, you could get, you know, like a, a lyric that I've always used that would say, uh, black day, stormy night, no love, no hope in sight. Don't cry, he is coming. Don't die without knowing the cross, right? Well, that's that's scripturally based, right? right. Prince Prince wrote that Sign of the Times in '86, right. Right. right? Right. And so, at the end of the day, we really have to use our discernment if you are a believer to understand that just because somebody calls it gospel, that's still re- you still need a filter yeah you you can let the wrong message in and and miss miss heaven by a mile right absolutely absolutely and there's a there's a scripture there was a scripture that said that was telling israel to take everything with them he said don't even leave the hoof of the of one of the the feet of the cow you know what i'm saying don't leave anything behind so when we start thinking about that it really does make me it, it took me to a place where it reminded me, like what you said, when I gave my life to Christ and I came out of the game, um, rapping and everything and R&B and all of that stuff, it I immediately wanted to kill every single part of me I thought would not fit into the picture of what gospel world was. So now, after being there and trying to sound like everyone else, God put it back in my face. Do you remember who you were created to be like do you remember what you used to do he said now take everything that i told you was good about you bring go back and get it pick it back up and just make sure that the message glorifies me so when it came to the rap when it came to the sound of r&b um singing all of this stuff it can glorify god it, you know what i'm saying it belongs to him anyway you know what i'm saying the devil didn't create nothing so at the end of the day um, that's why I was like, for me, I want to make sure I went after I did that. Let me say this. After I went back and pulled every piece of the, uh, styles of music that I used to do so great. When I went back and grabbed that, it created, it brought back who I am. You know what I'm saying? And it opened far more doors and, and went into places and people 
got so many testimonies of how the music, the message in that music touched them because it was no longer me trying to be something that man said I needed to be like. But it was more or less me just submitting my ways to God. You know what I'm saying? And through the message that I was and sending I, out. I was going to ask you about that. I like him. Mm-hmm. I really like yeah. him because he brought, like, he's taken away some of my questions. But, you know, because <laughs> even still now to this day, like you mentioned, the rap. You know, you have the gospel rap now. And a lot of people are... You know, even though it's becoming more popular, you still hear just as much people who are not willing to still accept it. And it's like, right. what happened to meeting people where they are? Right, right. That's what that part of gospel music does. If there are, if they are a person that really is enjoying rap music and you want to get a message to them, meet them where they are because right. when you look at the Bible and you see the different stories Jesus wasn't out here protecting the folks that was already glorifying right. God. He, he glorified everybody and, and rolled with everybody that was still of the world and I think people get that mixed up when it comes yeah. to the church and their message. He, yeah, You know, he came for the, I'll make this quick he came for the sick not for the the healed, not for the ones that were not sick. And so what I realized when I look at Sukihana and I look at um, Sexy Red and I look at these artists, what these artists do, they they have a message, right? They have a message. And so we complain about how the culture is being affected by their message. But, But I want you to get this. Their message is only being captured because they are evangelizing. They are evangelizing. They are out there. They're going ye therefore, and they're teaching all nations and baptizing them in the filth that they believe, right? So what we were called to do was to go ye therefore and teach all nations and baptize them in the name of the Holy Ghost, the Father, the Son, right? So for us, when we go out, we don't go out no more. You see what I'm saying? We want to go to church and sing, out sing each other in church. Well, only gospel sound fits the church room, the building. But when you have a message in different formats that you can take to people where they are, where they are, the rappers and everything, you can go out there and evangelize with the message. Use the same thing that the enemy uses. He said, be as wise as the serpent, but be as harmless as the dove. And that's exactly what we had to do was learn how does the serpent operate? You see what that's I'm right. saying? Look yeah. at how the world operates, how they get our kids. How you do they reach them? The enemy in order to overcome you got to study them. And the only way you can study them is to be around them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so yeah, I get a chance. I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? And that's where, uh, you know, with me and my, as you can tell, I get louder and louder with my passion. But, but with me, when I think about reaching the world and helping them, for the mind state that they're stuck in that's killing us, destroying our communities and setting us back, it's because music has so much power and we overlook that power because we're trying to fit a mold that man has created. Mm. When God has already, God perfected us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the message that we carry should change lives, but it won't happen unless we get out there and expose that gospel truth to that's people right. and through the way of music. Yeah. Well, if this if this podcast had a collection plate, if it had a collection plate, now would be the time 
But hey. what we're going to do instead of that, we're going to play uh, one of the last tracks for this podcast. This has been great. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just hit the pit play on this one, and we'll we'll talk about it afterwards. Thomas Ware on the liftoff. Let's go. Christmas with Mama Sunshine. He hit one of them notes again. Mm-hmm. He hit one of them. I'm going to call him out because he cause he already told us that you know he was listening to Sam Cooke and the Soul Stirrers back in the day. He well, hit I'm one trying of to tell you, he, he hit, hit one of that Sam note. Cook's riff. 
I yes, heard he it. Did. He, he, he thought it was going to go biased, but I heard it. So, oh, yeah, hold up, pause. Before we get into this, I saw that cameo in that video, too. Don't think I don't recognize you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell, so tell us a little bit about that song, who wrote it, who produced it. I wrote I wrote the song, and uh, it was produced by a guy that's, his, his nickname is Stupid Genius. Um, mm -hmm. He's a producer um, here in Orlando. And, um, man, we, we went up in the studio, man, and, and just, dropped it we needed one more record well actually we needed a good record for christmas and um it was a song that uh, kind of just dropped in my spirit man i i, I wanted to kind of dedicate it to my mom um and just um yeah, i know that mothers mothers are celebrated and um i think that that was a good time to kind of tie that together again because they leave so many memories for us you know absolutely absolutely yeah. so um yeah i love that song i love that feel and it has that to me, it has that production quality that it will get, it could get played every year, you know, yeah. what I mean? for the yeah. for the rest of time. And yeah. so, um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk trash about Rashad sending text messages <laughs> to people. <laughs> I ain't going to talk trash right he now. Worked, he worked, he worked hard, man. He look, worked look, hard. No, look, he, you just wait till after this show so I can tell him who's driving. But anyway, <laughs> um, see, and I was just about to say, you know what, D Ray, you doing so good because oh, you're not talking no, about no, the producers no, of these no, tracks. No, no, and here no, it is, no, you're going to sing No, no. Every time I try to get out, they pull <laughs> me pull back in again. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, no. Um, so, let's talk a little bit about your wife is a singer as well um yeah what what is her role how what is her role in your career right now what does she do everything um well, so, nice. <laughs> literally everything um so i mean you know the music music industry was not her background she was more in ministry when i got you know when we got together um so we both pastor a church uh in the claremont area and she handles a lot of the, the background and the business stuff. She is a singer also. There are some songs that are going to be coming out with her featured on them as well um, as a lead singer. So, um, you know, we work together. We're a team. Um, so we work really That's hard together to just That's make sure that it's... Yeah, 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 yeah. That's his yeah, shield yeah. right there. That's his the, oh, yeah. that's his sword and his shield. Wait a minute. Yeah. Ain't nobody asked yeah. you all of that it's first real. No, it's no, real. No. I saw yeah. look at his face when you asked him that question. Yeah, yeah. Is. <laughs> look, it's real. real. It's There's real. No denying it. No denying it at all. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, you you're busy a lot. You you're on your way to a, a video shoot now. You're doing an interview. You you're running and ripping so much. What do you do as a creative to recharge your batteries? What do you do? To you know, like Ultraman back in the day, we have to go get go back to the sun. Hey man, what? that was one of my favorite, my favorite hey, superheroes. Hey, come on, come on, man. Come on, dude. Come hey, on, man. You know man out here in this game. Man, where he at? Come on now, you got you know what we do in these streets. Um, but uh, anyway, what do you do to recharge your batteries? Because this business can be a lot. You know what I mean? So, what do you do to recharge? I we. What we try to do the most, me and my wife try our best to get away as much as possible. So even if it's not but staycations or 
if it's just a matter of taking nights throughout our week to do dates, date nights, that's enough for me to kind of pull myself away from thinking about the business of everything else in our life because we also run other businesses as well together. So that helps out a lot as long as I can get away from the, the surrounding of, of it in my life. You know, it's like a breeze. I'm good, and I can recharge pretty quickly. That's what's up. Do you have any, like, hobbies, you know, fishing, football, sports? No, nah, my wife likes fishing. I don't take her fishing because I don't like fishing. I did it too much as a kid with my mama and daddy. So I don't, I don't do anything. Truthfully, I don't, I don't watch sports. I don't uh, do – I'm just really boring. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm a very boring person. What I do the most is I'm always studying. So I'm always – like, I do videos, I do editing for videos, Photoshop, everything. So, for me, I'm constantly learning new stuff. Yeah, that that's like a wind down for me. Like, uh, a good hobby for me is just learning new technology or equipment. That's that's what I, I like. Sounds like Troy. <laughs> okay. 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 okay, okay. Creative do it. Creative do it. Creative do, man. Yeah. And, and, and Sunshine, you know, he's not, a, he's not afflicted with that cowboy sickness that Veep has either. So, oh, you know, wow. Yeah. Yes, yeah. no, I have to agree with you on that one. And even though yeah. my yeah. thug is watching Carla Hayes, you know, she, she got that sickness too. But yeah, we'll pray for her too. So we're going to go ahead and play your last track. Um, but before okay. I do, what is, I'm a, I just wanted, I felt led to say this. What is your favorite scripture? My favorite scripture, man, I, I don't even know. I, it's so many scriptures. I I, I, I really don't. Well, well, I'll tell you what. Think about What's the it. one that resonates with you yeah, the most. Yeah, if you can't think of it right now, uh, we'll play it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and play this last one, and then we'll come back to that. Thomas Ware, D-Rated producer, Miss Sunshine on the liftoff. Let's go. today you gave your life for me i didn't deserve it. you thought i was worthy way back on calvary you died to set me free i didn't deserve it. you thought i was worthy you love me today
love that track before i start talking trash let's uh sunshine what do you think of that one man you know i got to quote my um one of my favorite lines for the favorite movie but you know you you better than him but that boy can say that boy is good <laughs> <laughs> that boy can say so so we have a couple of comments you know of course uh, uh, I can hear call, her voice exactly. Carla, you know, Carla is the host. talk about my cowboys. Right. Carla, <laughs> Carla is the host of Crazy Carla's Concoction that comes on, and on that's Thursday my night. show, my big sis. Yeah, that, that's her. But you know, when you talk about them cowboys, you know that sickness just kind of come up. You know, when you're not fixing uh. to talk about my cowboys. But she also did play you a compliment that, well, he's been added to my inspirational playlist on Spotify. Wonderful yes. song. Thank Wonderful you. Song. Thank you. Um, yeah. So let me get to the little trash talking a little bit. We need to get you somewhere where it's cooler. Because, you know, you don't have four straight videos where you look hot. We need to show <laughs> Rashad got to get you somewhere where some snow falling or something. No, no you don't no. like the cold. No, if, if, you don't want to in the straight if, video. If, if, if you guys go look at the uh, Christmas with Mama video, the actual video and not the lyric video, I'm actually in the snow on that one. So that would okay. make you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to leave Rashad. I'm going to leave Rashad alone, man. Yeah, yeah. I was getting concerned. It's like, we're going to get you a Gatorade sponsorship or something. <laughs> Oh man, somebody like the cold anyway. Yeah, I'm the I, I just, you know, I just wanted it for a change of pace. Rashad done had the boy downtown Orlando, done had him in the hood, done had him in the desert, done had him in Africa, in the Sahara. I'm just saying, can we get some ocean? Can we get a sea breeze? Anyway, uh, quick couple of production questions. Uh, do you prefer rolling instruments or Yamaha, or do you have a preference? Uh, depending on the type of music you're doing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, of course. Rolling, I love it for the sake of warmth mm-hmm. when it comes to like nice R&B feel of music, that mm-hmm. ballad feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yamaha, you can always get a great sound for praise and worship off Yamaha. I think yeah. Yamaha is really nice. Matter, of, Yeah, I love my Yamaha yeah. for that. Yes. So what is your digital workstation of choice? Are you Pro Tools? Are you Logic? Are you Cubase? A little bit of both. I actually use Fruity Loops at home. I love FL Studio, the I new version. It. It's very dope. <laughs> yes, I love it. It's upgraded. Um, but however, uh, uh, in the studio, we use um, we use Logic inside of studio. Um, mm-hmm. That's the main thing that we use in studio. Yeah. Absolutely. And do you have a preference? Do you prefer performance or do you prefer studio work which now i know you as in this business you got to be able to do both but what's your what's your preference like you rather just be on stage or in the studio for different reasons um performance captures more of the expression and the emotion uh Mm -hmm. and 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 adding that with the crowd noise and the ambience of uh the performance setting it changes the dynamic of the feel of the song, the record. Mm-hmm. Um, in studio, I would say I would I love studio for the sake of being able to perfect certain things. Um, because live, you can't go back and correct nothing. But in studio, you can kind of take your time and create. But if you're doing a record in mm-hmm. studio, um, you can do the type of records that you could really just kind of like, if you just want a mood type of record and you just want to kind of leave an impression on people with the uh, types of reverbs and stuff that you could do with that in in studio for after mix. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that would be my answers for that. And, well, and, up with that answer. Oh, no. mm-hmm. So when you're performing live, do you still record? Because when it's live, there are just some things you don't get. Like, have you ever gotten to that point? Like, man, I wish we recorded this. I've had a lot of moments where, man, I wish we recorded that. A lot of them. As a matter of fact, the new record, Letting It Go, that's coming out, we did with Warner Brothers. It's coming out in January. I actually recorded live on a whim. It was not a written song. I actually was in the middle of praise and worship, and God just kind of, it was a spiritual atmosphere, (laughs) and that song just burst. And it was like, wow, we think that's like a smash hit. So then we went in studio and recorded the actual, uh, the record afterwards because it's like man i'm glad we recorded it mm-hmm. like wow mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh last question that i have um what is your dream collab who is someone that you would love to do music with and it could be anyone cross genres all over the world who's huh. somebody that you really want to do a record with man that's a big question um wow yeah. that would be a big uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I would say somebody like uh, uh, I would love to do something with a Jill Scott. Um, I would love to do something with somebody hey, like Jill hey, Scott, man. I and, see uh, you, yeah. Thomas. I see you, Thomas. Yeah. You. yeah. Stop it! Stop it! Man. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I mean, I mean, just like off top, man. It probably. I'm gonna tell y'all the truth, honest to God, truth. It would definitely not be a gospel artist. So I'm just letting y'all know that off rip. Um, it would probably be someone who is labeled as a secular artist more than likely. Um, but um, I would love, it's, it's a lot of different names out there, but Jill Scott would be big on my radar. I'm going to tell you, I saw, I saw Jill Scott perform, I guess it would have been about 15 years ago. And 
phenomenal voice. Phenomenal yes, voice. Yes. Which leads, which leads me to another question, real quick. Who's the best singer you've ever seen live? Because um, the best singer I've seen live would be Rochelle Farrell, when she sang with George Duke um, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Rochelle Farrell with a close second Angela Wimbush, um, huh. best singers I've ever seen. Um, real quick, best musicians I've ever seen. Billy Preston was at John P. Key's church. Um, uh -huh. And Twiggy Clark was at a church in uh, Greensboro. Somewhere I was waiting. <laughs> Look, I saw both of them play keyboards and I didn't ever want to touch a keyboard no more. I just sat it over there. Um, the <laughs> just set it over there. It was like, eh, I'm gonna make beats from now on. Who is uh who's the best singer you've ever seen? Yeah, that was that was Zaza. I I I really I don't know, Ben. I don't know. I'm I i do not I don't think I can answer that one. Man, I really don't know. That's one artist I wanna put on your radar. What's that? Um Corey Hawthorne, the cry. Mm. That's who I can Corrine? Corrine? Cor is it Corrine? She that's the girl, that girl, right? Yeah, 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 who was at the studio with us when we was at the studio? Oh, yeah, she was there. so you see, um, that's who I can see you singing with, as you was already in the studio. Yeah, she was there running. Yeah, she has a really classic voice. Her voice is uh different. I like yes. the tone of her voice extremely. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I love the tone of her voice. Um, so yeah, yeah, she's a great singer though. She has a really nice yeah. With the right song, she always comes through. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So this has been fun. We probably could go a whole another hour and a half, but I know Rashad yeah. ain't let us. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm talking trash to Rashad. Every chance I get. Uh, Thomas, Thomas, please he tell us. Yet. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas, please tell us where everybody can find you. What are your social media uh, 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 ads? Where where can people find your music? Absolutely. You can actually go to my website is chmg.vip. That's Contagious Hope Music Group. chmg.vip. Um, then you can find me on Instagram, the real Thomas Ware. Uh, if you find me on TikTok, it's underneath Thomas Ware 38. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook. Uh, uh, it'll say just uh, Thomas Ware on Facebook. Um, but definitely, hey, link up with me, connect with me on the different platforms, um, and shoot a message, uh, say something, check the music out. It's there on all music platforms. You can get the music on every every platform pretty much. That new Christmas EP is out. It has four songs on it, and it is hot, mm -hmm. hot, hot, hot. Go check it out. Check out it. It's, it's called Christmas with Mama. That's the name of the EP. Okay. Um, Sunshine, do you have any final final comments for our guest? See, it was just divine energy. I was supposed to be your co-host today, and I appreciate I'm glad it. You were. Okay? <laughs> I'm just not going to give you any credit for that. This was the oh, best. Behavior, look, this was the best behavior he has been on since I've been introduced to him. Oh wow, wow! <laughs> but that's also credited to you, brother. So appreciate you. <laughs> Everybody wants to try me right here at the end, right? Everybody yeah. wants to poke the cage. Oh no! I, I have one final question, and we're gonna end it with this. Okay. The trumpet has sounded. The book is closed, and you're walking into heaven. What is the first thing you want Jesus to say to you? 
the first thing is well done. That's mm. all I want to hear. Well done. Well done. That's and it. so, yeah, that's it, man. That's and, it. Then, and then where the studio at? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hang, hang back a minute while we wrap this up. This has okay. been a great podcast, everyone. Once again, I am D-Ray, the producer, along with my, my guest co-host, Sunshine, and with, with singer extraordinaire Thomas Ware. Um, be on the lookout for his music, and um, it is life-changing. And you can also find him on the Liftoff Spotify playlist. We will be adding his music to that playlist later on today. So make sure that you subscribe and follow to that as well. Um, and you also be sure to, to subscribe and follow Blast Music 247 on all various pla uh, platforms. We're on uh, YouTube, we're on Google Podcasts, and we're on Apple Podcasts. So be sure to subscribe so you can get the latest and what we're up to. 2024 is going to be a big year for us, so we want you to be on board. Once again, this has been the Liftoff Indie Music Podcast. Y'all have a great day. Peace. Peace.